0: My house was broken into when I was 13. I grew up in a nice little suburban area. I actually lived on the very end of a large cul-de-sac. My mom worked 95, so she was always home shortly after I got home from school. My dad was medically retired from the military, but he still liked to work. He would do random small general contract jobs, so his work schedule was always random. Anyways, he was working on a house in the neighborhood close to ours. My bus route wouldn't take me directly to my house, so I would have to walk for a bit. Sometime, I don't know when, but I'm guessing the guy saw me walking home. On a Tuesday, I saw a red SUV parked on the side of the road, about four houses down from mine. I never thought anything about it. Looking back, I remember seeing it several times parked in the general area after that Tuesday. Anyhow, one day I was walking home and the SUV was there didn't think anything of it, pure usual. I got home and went through our side door. I dropped my backpack and went up to the kitchen to grab a snack. My dad called on the house phone, asking if I was home, which, since I answered, I obviously was. He had forgotten his notebook and wanted me to grab it for him, so I hung up and ran up the stairs to get it for him. He was gonna meet me in the driveway. I heard the door from the garage open Thinking it was my dad, I yelled, I'm getting it. I heard footsteps, and I could just tell it wasn't him, so I sprinted downstairs and opened the front door running outside. Luckily, I saw my dad's truck, and he could tell something was wrong. I told him that someone was inside our house. He stopped the truck, gave me his cell phone to call 911, and then he went inside. I'm guessing I scared the guy when I ran, because he ran too. My dad ended up seeing him run and also saw his face, but he couldn't catch him due to his injuries. We called the cops and they came and we gave them our statements. Anyhow, to make a long story shorter, they ended up catching him about 20 to 30 minutes later. My dad gave a positive ID. They took him in and ended up towing the SUV. In this bag that he was carrying, he had a gun and zip ties. He had a bunch of other stuff in the SUV, We are pretty sure he was there to take me. I don't know what would have happened if my dad hadn't forgotten his notebook. This incident happened a few years ago when I was in my early 20s. I had moved out of my parents' place just a couple months prior into a small one-bedroom apartment. I lived there by myself since I was never really a roommate type of person and I didn't have a boyfriend at the time. It was on the first floor of a 150-year-old building. Beautiful and well-maintained, but definitely had a few issues, like uneven floors and crooked doors. I still loved it though, especially since it had a bay window in the bedroom that overlooked a little park. The apartment was located in, let's call it a not-so-great part of town. Crime rates were high, and there was a lot of drug trafficking and burglaries in an otherwise very safe city. I still never felt truly scared or unsafe when walking home. I always stuck to the very basic rules of how not to get abducted or killed, like not walking through parks at night and not wearing headphones and all that stuff. One evening in May, I went to my friend's house for dinner, about a mile away from my place. At around 1.30 in the morning, I decided to leave and walk the short distance home. Since I had some wine, I didn't feel comfortable driving my car and left it parked there to pick it up the next morning. The streets were really quiet. It was a cool night on a weekday, so I didn't see a single person for almost an entire walk. Unfortunately, that changed when I was reaching my apartment building. I was still a few yards away when I saw a woman standing in the front door pressing seemingly random buttons on the intercom. There were only five apartments in my building, and I knew all of the tenants, she certainly wasn't one of them. She wore a shabby beige jacket, and her hair looked like it hadn't been brushed in a while. She seemed a little disoriented, and something about her gave me a very uneasy feeling. It might have been the way she moved a little slower than a regular person. Or maybe I was just paranoid because it was the middle of the night. I decided to take a little detour around the back, hoping that she would be gone when I came around from the back. When I turned around to my street again, she was still pressing buttons on the intercom of the building next to mine. I crossed the road, thinking that she'd probably not notice me if I walked from the other side of it. However, she did notice me when I was a couple yards away from her. She stared at me for a few seconds and then started to slowly walk towards me. At this point, I was seriously freaked out and just ran past her to my building, unlocking the door and pushing it closed as fast as I could. I ran up the stairs to my apartment, went in and immediately locked the door behind me. I started to calm down a little bit and felt silly, thinking that I overreacted about a slightly confused person not doing anyone harm. I went to my bedroom window to see if she was still out there and when I drew my curtains I almost screamed. She was standing right beneath the window looking up at me with the creepiest and unsettling smile I've ever seen. I panicked and after freezing for a second I went to grab the phone to call the police. When I came back to the window she was gone. I couldn't see where she went because the trees were blocking most of the view of the street. A few minutes later I saw a police car. They were circling the block two or three times, but I don't think they found her. Thankfully to this day I haven't seen her again, and I have moved to a safer part of town. Her creepy smile still gives me chills when I think about it. I hope we never meet again, lady. When I was a younger boy, in my early teenage years, my mom had a family of white Siberian tigers which stood in the living room facing out the window onto the street. They ranged from small plush ones to a large, real life-like, adult white Siberian tiger. Usually, they received comments when people passed because she had arranged them to stand together like a family. It was winter time, and some of the houses on my street had already been targeted by people with various belongings being stolen ranging from a couch to a money jar to a personalized angel in someone's house which was made for their daughter who had been stillborn. There were council workers working on the hill corner fixing the pavement. Sometimes if you passed by they would talk to you for a short period just to be friendly since we were young. I was out one night with a friend, and we were talking to them about the houses being targeted around the area, when one of the workers turned it into a joke and said, through a laughter, if it were me, I would go to the house, insert my street, they're obviously loaded, man. Knowing we stayed on that street, we curiously inquired which house he was talking about. Then he said bluntly, in a matter-of-fact tone, the one where the tiger's at the window, could take that easy. It always looks empty. I was obviously young and naive. I didn't fully understand, so I said quite proudly, that's my house. He stopped what he was doing, but stared at us for what could have been a few short minutes. Then he said, there you go. You never know who you're talking to. It's a small world, then started laughing. I forgot all about that until someone tried to break into our house a few weeks before Christmas. We didn't know anyone personally who was involved, but when they were all caught a few weeks later trying another house, people said it was the council workers who did it. They apparently weren't really workers, but were using it as an excuse because no one can remember seeing a van, and they were all in plain clothes with a vest without a logo on back. So years back, I was about 10 years old. I'm 19 now. My dad and I lived alone in a studio space in a condo. There was this one time before I went to sleep, I asked my dad what time he would be able to get home. We always slept beside each other and I can't sleep well without him beside me. He said he won't be able to come home that night because of a heavy workload, but will be able to eat lunch with me the day after. So I did my usual routine. I turned on the lights and turned on the TV and went to sleep. This was my way of sleeping alone, since I was a pussy back then. I need loud sounds and bright lights. I woke up at 2 or 3 in the morning, and the lights and the TV were off. I was scared shitless, but then I felt my dad beside me, so everything was okay. I hugged him tightly and went back to sleep. The next morning, I woke up without my dad beside me, so I assumed he left for work. So I called him to ask him if he had breakfast and all that. I was on the phone with him and I asked him what time he went to work. He then was puzzled and said he wasn't able to come home and he's still in the office and will go home at lunchtime. Then it hit me. Who the hell slept beside me? So this happened about two years ago and it still gives me the chills when I think about it. Before I explain the story, it's important to understand the layout of the second floor of my home. When you walk up the stairs, the first room is a bathroom, and then it's my room, then my parents' room. So usually I wake up once a night to go to the bathroom, and my parents never notice since they sleep like actual babies. Nothing will wake them up other than the sunlight in the morning, a really loud alarm, or a light turned on on the second floor. So anyway, I wake up, and go to the bathroom, as usual. And to avoid waking them up, I did not turn on the light. The toilet is close to the opposite wall from the door, so you have a clear view of the door when you do your business. So I finished what I needed to do, and then I turned towards the door, and oh god, there he is, only visible by the moonlight. I saw a very tall man in a baby mask, kind of like the mask Eleven wears in Stranger Things. I was so in shock that I didn't even scream, I just stared, and he stared back. After what felt like forever, he slowly puts his finger up to his mask and does a shush motion, tilted his head, and raised a knife as a threat. I felt like my heart dropped and I nodded. Then he took a step towards me and whispered, Don't let the bedbugs bite, and then left the bathroom. I heard him slowly walk downstairs, open the front door and shut it. I immediately checked out the bathroom window, which looks down on my street, to make sure he had actually gone outside and was not still inside. I saw him wave at me and then run off. I ran out of the bathroom and into my parents' room to wake them up, told them what happened and they called the police. They found him a couple hours later, completely high and with a couple of stolen items. He didn't steal anything from our house though. Anyway... Every time I go to the bathroom at night now, I close the door, turn on the light, check the shower and do my business. So this is my first post here and I figured I'll share the most recent thing that happened to me. I just moved not too long ago to a house on the other side of the city. I was barely even settled in when this happened. One of the first things I took care of was to get my home security up and running. I am a very cautious person because of things that have happened in the past and I don't feel comfortable without cameras and motion detectors. I was on my second day in the house as in actually living here with everything set up. I was at my desk working on my newest Unreal Engine project when I glanced at the monitors for my cameras which showed a man standing in the street in front of my house. He was by my mailbox and I watched for a minute as he reached towards my box then stopped like he was hesitating and looked up at my house. I found it odd and decided to see what was going on. I wasn't too concerned as I own a 45 and had it with me. By the time I got out there, which wasn't very long, the guy was gone. He already crossed the street to the next block and was walking pretty quickly. I didn't think much of it. I really figured he just had the wrong house or something simple like that. I checked the mailbox because he was right there and it was still empty. I very briefly entertained the notion that he had placed something inside, maybe something grisly or frightening, but that was probably a result of reading too much Stephen King. It didn't take long for me to forget about the incident entirely and bury myself into my computer. Hours passed and before I knew it, midnight had come and gone. I decided that it was time to go and relax and went to lay on the couch and watch some TV. About 20 minutes later I started hearing noises from outside. I pulled up my phone and checked my cameras but there seemed to be nothing going on outside and the motion detectors hadn't triggered so I went back to my show. I looked up just a little later to see a man looking through my window staring right at me. I yelled what the fuck and jumped off the couch grabbing my 45 off the table. He wasn't at the window anymore, so I went outside to the side of my house and didn't see him. I checked my entire property, but the man was gone. The camera showed that he had ran into the backyard and hopped the fence to the alley. He was pretty fast about it too. I realized it was the man from earlier and wondered what the hell was going on. I debated filing a police report, but decided not to. I haven't had a wonderful experience in the past with law enforcement and tend to avoid that if at all possible. I did note at the time that none of my motion sensors had been triggered when this happened and figured that they were probably not set up right. I didn't want to check them as it was early in the morning and dark, so I planned to do it later in that day. I ended up dozing off on the couch and woke up to the motion sensor alarm going off. I'm not a heavy sleeper and it didn't take me long to respond. All in all, it was probably a few seconds before I got outside. It was, of course, this man again. He's running down the street in the same direction as the first time. I found something quite bothersome on the footage. The man hadn't triggered the motion alarm. He had been looking in my window for several minutes already by the time the alarm went off, apparently watching me sleep. The alarm was triggered on the other side of my house by the neighbor's dog, of all things. To this day, I don't have answers. A neighbor of mine saw the footage and thought it was the son of the house's former resident, who was known to be pretty unstable and disturbed. I did file a police report and of course, nothing came of it. They didn't waste too much time and energy looking into it. I have no idea how he avoided triggering the motion sensors or what he wanted from me. I do keep my windows closed and curtains drawn now, never know who's watching. I was staying over at my grandma's house with two of my sisters for a few days while my grandma was visiting a friend. They were discharged from the hospital and needed someone to take care of her, so my grandma went to help. She had a good security system with lights on the sides of the house that sense movement. She has a lot of cats, but they've never set the lights off before. I was in the kids' room. My eldest sister was in my grandmother's room, right across the hall from mine and my sister Haley was in the room right next to hers. I have a pretty big thing about making sure all doors and curtains are shut. I can't sleep without knowing that I've checked them at least twice. When my sisters went to bed around 10 p.m., I stayed up until about one in the morning, just drawing. I finally decided to go to bed at that time, so I was just about to take my contacts out when I decided to check the doors and curtains again. I got out of bed and made my way to the front door. I checked it and moved on to the kitchen, where the back door was, and did the same. There was one more door that led outside, and that was in the laundry room. I had just walked in when I looked across the room to see a window. The security light was on, which meant that someone tripped it. I didn't even make it into the room when I heard the doorknob jiggling. I don't mean like they were trying the door and then realized it was locked. I mean, whoever was on the other side was trying their damnedest to get in. I thought the doorknob was going to give in. My heart dropped. I knew it wasn't my sisters. I saw them through the open door sleeping and there's no need for them to be out at 1am. I couldn't move. I was so scared. I could clearly hear whoever was on the other side trying to get in. I didn't have my phone with me and I couldn't call my sisters because I didn't know if the person on the other side would hear me. The thought did cross my mind to look but they would have seen me and I don't know what would have happened if they did. Eventually, the rattling stopped and I ran back to my room, where my knife was. I stayed up for hours listening to the house and for whoever was trying to get in. The next day, I called my dad and he told me I shouldn't tell any of the others. It would freak my grandma out and my sisters wouldn't have wanted to stay. I never did tell them what happened. To this day, I have no idea who was at the door. Whoever it was, I know their intentions were not good if somebody really needed help, why would they go to the back door and not the front? This happened when I was around 6 years old. When I was little, I would get scared to sleep in my bedroom at night, and I wasn't a big fan of the dark. I usually ended up sleeping in the living room. My mom's bedroom door was right off it, just in case I needed her. My dad was overseas at the time, so it was just me and my mom in the house. She was also pregnant with my little sister at the time. I would say it was around 1.30 to 2 o'clock in the morning. I woke up out of a dead sleep. It took me a little bit to finally come to and sit up. As I was looking around the room, I looked at the front door. We had a storm door and then an old wood door with like four to six of those glass little windows. When I looked over to the door, there was someone standing on the porch, looking through the glass. Their hands cuffed around their face, trying to block out the light from the porch so they could see in the house. I hurried up and laid back down, pulling the covers over my face, like he couldn't see me right in front of him. I was six. I was scared. I felt like I was frozen. I wanted to yell for my mom, but I didn't want the guy to hear me. I probably laid there for five minutes, then looked up again. He was gone. I got up and ran to my mom's room, waking her up and telling her that someone was on the front porch. It didn't take much for her to believe, as we had got some random calls from people telling us that they were going to break into our house and that they knew that my dad was gone. She grabbed her phone and called the police. They all knew what was going on considering we lived in a small town and knew everyone here. It felt like it only took two seconds for them to get to my house. They checked the yard and the building in the back. They went through the alleyway and the blocks around us, they didn't find anyone. So finally we moved in with my grandparents until my dad came back. I'm 24 now and I moved back to my hometown where this all took place. Sometimes I still think about waking up and seeing someone looking into my house. But creepy old man looking through my door at night, I'm glad we never met again and I hope we never do. Over the past few years living in this house many strange things have happened. Mostly noises, loud banging or knocks on the window, the manhole cover in the ceiling being opened up constantly even when there had been no storms, stuff like that. I'm a bit antisocial and I don't necessarily answer the door if I'm not expecting anyone. We never have unexpected visitors and our neighbor has our mobile number so a knock on the door is usually a door to door salesman or a religious nut. One day I heard knocking on the door in the morning. I was working and my kids were still asleep. I peeked out the window and there was an old man there and he was standing awkwardly in the entrance way. I decided he didn't look like a psychopath nor did he look like he was going to give me a Jesus pamphlet so I decided to answer the door and see what he wanted. He apologized for knocking because he had noticed my kids were asleep in their room through the side window. Then he asked me if he could pick some of the fruit from the vines in our front yard. I thought it was a super weird request but didn't really care so I said sure thing. I went into the room to check on the kids instinctively and when I came back out of the room he was gone. I never noticed a car. Not a big deal I know but before this happened another day when I checked on my kids also early in the morning. I had just woken up and again was the only person awake. I peeked out the window from my kid's room and through the window I saw a tall, lanky, very old man at the door. I generally have no idea if it was the same man because I have pretty bad face blindness and this was months earlier. I held my breath and watched him through the window. He didn't knock nor did he seem like he was planning to knock. He instead was sort of taking side steps and looking at our flower bed which was full of weeds he barely looked towards the front door at all and just kind of calmly walked around in a very small area nowhere near our fruit vine by the way just near our front door because he hadn't knocked i was super confused i watched it for a few minutes before i decided to confront him and ask him what the fuck my kid's room is right next to the front door it's maybe seven feet from it I walked the three or so steps from my kid's door to the front door and swung it open. No one was there. We have bay type windows showing the side of the house and the backyard so I could instantly see he wasn't in the backyard or the side of the house. I walked out the front down the short path onto the driveway and then onto the road consistently looking back to make sure no one snuck in the front door. No cars were driving, no neighbors had anyone at their door. I even checked the other side of the house. The dude had literally vanished into thin air. No idea what this is all about, but I thought I would share my story. Hey guys, this is my first post here. I definitely have other encounters, but this just happened a few hours ago, and I knew I had to post it. So I'm currently at college in Boston, and I have an apartment on the north end with my buddy both 21 year old males. My girlfriend came up for the weekend to visit and we were doing our normal weekend things, drinking and just hanging out. My roommate convinced us to watch The Green Inferno because it had just made its way to Netflix and I had been meaning to watch it. Horribly fucked up movie, but pretty good if you like gruesome horror, but also don't mind bad acting. Three quarters through the movie, I kept hearing banging noises coming from what sounded like inside our building At first, I ignored it, thinking I was just hearing things, or it was noise from a busy main street that our apartment building is on. But after a few times, I thought I heard a girl scream. I paused the movie and asked my roommate and my girlfriend if they heard it, and they both did, but we shrugged it off as random kids getting drunk. I heard it twice more and it wasn't sitting right with me, so I paused it and said to my roommate, let's take a walk down the stairs and check the halls. We left our place on the top floor and headed towards the stairs where we saw a man who looked to be in his mid to late 20s. He was sitting on the stairs outside of an apartment and he looked like he was a mess. We asked him if this was his place and he kind of said yes but not definitively and he sounded a bit drunk. We had no reason not to believe him so we went back to our room. However, right when we got back, I remembered that the only people that lived in that unit were two or three girls and my roommate agreed. We decided to head back out there and at this point, my girlfriend was freaked out. We approached him again and asked, are you sure this is your place? He stood up and said yeah and then proceeded to aggressively bang on the door multiple times. When he stood up, I immediately noticed poop stains on his white jeans and pointed it out to my roommate. We are both in shape and realized right away if anything happened, we could easily take this guy. At this point, we both said that we think he should leave to this guy because clearly that wasn't his place and he was not at all there. I mean, the dude shit himself. He looked at us, then back at the door where he tried five different keys to unlock it. Obviously, none of them worked, so we firmly told him to leave the building the whole time he didn't really argue with us and never gave us firm answers further proving our point that he messed up and didn't belong here at this point something must have clicked in his head so he started heading down the stairs with us closely in tow making sure that he left while plugging our notices and gagging on the stench of his poop pants when we were inside of the landing at the base of the stairs the sight we saw made our stomachs drop we saw a phone with earbuds on the top shelf that sits there, a hoodie strewn across the floor with a mask a few feet away, a satchel looking bag even further away, and a package that I seen in the lobby earlier. As soon as I saw this, I thought the absolute worst as it looked like a struggle had taken place. I immediately asked him in an aggressive tone, what the fuck did you do? And I could tell he was scared now. He refused to answer me and tried to bang and open an apartment door on the first floor claiming that that was his place. He then went to collect his things from the floor, and just to be sure, I made him unlock his iPhone right in front of me to prove that it was his. It was a touch ID and he opened it. We did not like the way he was acting, so we kept insisting that he should leave as he formed answers back that were barely English. After this, he proceeded to walk towards the back of our building in a rather brisk pace. There's a tighter staircase at the back which leads to all floors, as well as an alley out back of our building. This is probably the strangest part, as very few people know about this exit to our building, but he headed there with speed and confidence. My roommate followed close behind to make sure he left, and the back door shut firmly, as once it's shut, you can't open it from outside, and I was far back gagging on the stench. The alley behind our building goes behind a restaurant that connects with a dirt parking lot that is accessible to the main street in the north end that our building faces. After this we went out the front door together and walked around to the back door to make sure that this man was completely gone. We slipped a note under the door of the girls saying that we saw the man and made him leave and to come knock or text us if they needed anything as we wanted to make sure they were okay. Luckily this man left without any problem occurring between him my roommate and I, as that would have definitely ended in an ugly manner. We knew the girls lived there, and this man was giving off terrible creepy and distraught vibes. We aren't oblivious and knew that there was a strong chance that this man had ill intentions with these girls, so we felt like we needed to do something. So anyway, creepy man who terrorized girls down the hall, let's not meet again. If we do, it won't end well. Also you might want to pick up some adult diapers. Update. The girl who lives in the apartment was luckily not home when this all went down she ended up texting us so we explained what happened and she was obviously freaked out she called the landlord who called us to get our side of the story and she believes it had been an old tenant who was subletting over the summer that constantly got locked out he would come back drunk and bang on his door and one time actually broke it down It's hard for me to think that it was the same guy as he didn't start banging on the door until we mentioned that a girl lived there also this apartment was a floor above and a different spot than the one that the old tenant was in while on my way to work at the apartment complex i saw something unnerving us employees typically use the back door with a keypad to get in the leasing office So I was on my usual walk along the sidewalk that eventually brought me to face the bedroom windows of a few apartments. My gaze was aimed upwards towards the windows as I came around the bend to the back door and I noticed something strange. At first I thought it was a towel that someone draped on the door, but as I walked closer I realized I was wrong. It was a person standing in the window with a sheet over their head. They were staring at me. A chill ran down my spine and I realized how out of place this was. The keypad was directly across from the window, so I hurried up and pushed the code and let myself into the office. Once inside, I looked out the glass panel of the door to find out they had gone. I don't know if they had ill intentions or if they were just trying to scare me, but it's the strangest occurrence I've ever experienced. This story is not as eventful as others on here, but I thought it was a fitting post. This happened two years ago. It was a normal day on the weekend, and I happened to be home alone. I went about my business as usual, on just chilling and watching some movies for the night. I was used to being home alone, so I wasn't afraid or anything like that. After all, I took precautions every time, and nothing remotely suspicious happened until then. At one point, I went on a walk, as per usual, during the midday. I usually had my headphones in, and at first, I didn't notice someone was following me. But in the corner of my eye, I caught a glimpse of what seemed to be a silhouette that was matching my footsteps. The person was walking alongside me on the other side of the pavement, synchronizing their movements with mine while watching me. I gathered the courage to face the person. It was an ordinary-looking man, seemingly in his 40s. There was nothing odd, creepy, or unusual about him besides the look on his face, emotionless, stiff, and haunting somehow. I could only bear to look at him for a few seconds as his glance felt really unsettling. I continued walking while turning off my music player in order to be more aware of my surroundings. I kept my headphones in, though, as I did not want to tip him off that something was wrong. I don't know why, Out of the blue, he turned and started walking towards me. My heart was pounding, but I didn't stop walking. He got close and said something to me. He asked me how my mother was doing. Even though a creepy sensation was taking over me at the bizarre question as I didn't know him, I took my headphones out to ask him to repeat it. He repeated the question, and I said my mom was fine and asked him how come he knew her since I had never seen him before. He evaded the question and said he hopes that her and my grandparents solve their family issues, which he couldn't have known anything about since my family keeps their business private, especially from strangers or extended relatives and acquaintances. My stomach returned as I refused to respond and avoided eye contact with him. I couldn't make out his features very well since I was determined not to watch him straight in the face and walked faster, taking a different route back to my house. Very stupidly, I looked behind me once and saw him in the same spot, but now he was smiling, and damn, was it creepy. Every inch of my body told me to run, but I reframed, thinking he'd be excited by the challenge of chasing me down. I got home and sent my mom a message providing the guy's description, as far as I could tell, to see if she knew him. She didn't reply, but somehow I managed to calm down by the end of the day. I was watching some movies like I planned to, by the time I went to bed, I almost forgot about the strange occurrence. That was until I was awakened by a knock at the door to my flat. I was sleeping in the living room, so I heard it right away. I checked my phone. 4 a.m. Who would be banging at the door at this time? An unsettling sensation crept up on me as I was gathering the courage to come look through the peephole. There was a knock again. I finally got up and pulled away the cover to my peephole. There was a strange man, his head very close to the peephole. I cannot describe what a grotesque sight that was. He could see me watching him, and he smiled. I could make out his features better this time. He had piercing blue eyes, black greasy hair, and a hooked nose. The best words to describe his facial expressions are creepy and disturbing, and his large smile went up to his eyes that remained emotionless, and his teeth were really clean and white. He also seemed to be well dressed, he didn't strike me as a homeless man at all. Me observing him took about two seconds and he started waving at me while quietly giggling. That sound and the hand gestures pushed me over the edge. My heart sank and I instinctively pulled away from the door. I grabbed a knife from the kitchen as I didn't own a bat, pepper spray, or a taser. I was walking towards the furthest spot of the house from the entrance. When I heard the most horrifying sound, he was trying the door repeatedly. I locked it, thank God. As I heard this, I called the police and explained the situation in a quiet voice. They said they would send someone. A good 20 minutes later, I was still holding the kitchen knife in anticipation, without daring to look through the peephole again. I knew this guy was still standing at my door. I could hear him breathe. I did not flinch. When the sirens emerged in the distance, I let out a sigh of relief. When the police got there, the guy was nowhere to be found. I didn't hear him leave, but I was distracted by the sirens, so I could have missed it. The police questioned me, and I provided the man's description to them. They said that they would keep an eye out for him. I couldn't sleep after they left. In the morning, my mom responded to me that she knew no one who matched that description I offered her. I told her what happened and offered a better description of the man. She still had no clue. Two years passed since this occurrence and I don't exactly know what his intentions were and what he knew about my family. I was paranoid for a while. The police didn't follow up. This happened about 10 or so years ago, and after reading all the posts here for a while, I figured it would fit right in. For background, I grew up on a rural 18-acre farm in the middle of nowhere with my sister and my mother. Occasionally at nights, my father would show up. Long story, but oftentimes, it was just the three of us. Our property was shaped like a big rectangle, with our house on the very edge of the property, with a dirt and limestone road in front of it. And the rest of the property extending back behind us we had some unfriendly neighbors across the dirt road from us and after that there are some mobile homes a few miles away to the right and left my room was in the back of the house with a large window looking out to our fenced backyards where the sheep were and there's another fence with a pasture for the goats and onwards to another pasture with a fence for our ponies This is relevant because in order for anything to get into our backyard, you'd have to get past at least one fence. One night, I was playing with my action figures on my floor around bedtime when I heard a knocking noise coming from my window. And I always had my blinds shut at night because I was scared of the dark. I immediately panicked and ran into my mom's bedroom in front of the house and hysterically told her what happened. She came over to my window and popped open the blinds and looked around but there was no one except some sheep in the distance. Since we lived in a pretty woody area, my mother assured me that it was just an armadillo knocking against the wood of our house. This satisfied me at the moment and I went to bed shortly after. A few weeks went by and occasionally I'd hear knocking on the window which would freak me out a little but since I was assured it was the armadillo I would just go back to sleep. A few more weeks went by and I hadn't heard anything for a while, until one night. It was very, very late. I was awoken by a very loud knocking from what sounded like the glass on my window. This was weirder than normal, but still wasn't overly scary to me. Still, I decided this particular knocking needed investigating since it sounded much louder than the others. I hopped out of my bed and crept up to the window and popped the bottom blinds to see if I could finally spot the armadillo. What I saw still gives me shivers to this day, there was a pair of bare feet with dirty blue jeans and their waist was obscured by the rest of the blinds. Then to my mounting horror, the legs shifted and the torso leaned down as the person standing behind my window was attempting to look through the slots I had made in the blinds. I screamed as loud as I ever had and ran shrieking past my sister's room through the living room to the kitchen and into my mother's bedroom. I sent all the dogs scrambling through the house barking and also woke my sister who ran crying to my mother's room. Luckily, my mom was up doing work on her laptop and through the sobs, I explained what happened. To my mother's credit, she took me seriously and locked us all in the bathroom and called 911. We stood crouched in the bathtub with her for what seemed like hours as the cops tried to find where our house was through the twisting country roads. They eventually showed up. Looked around the property and found human footprints in the dirt outside my window, but nothing else. We ended up leaving for a while to stay at my grandma's house in town, but eventually went back home after a week. My mother ended up buying an axe, but that was all the protection we had since she was a major hippie and didn't believe in owning firearms. There's a few more instances with knocking, but each time my mom would check and there was never a person there again. Thank God. To this day, I always shut my blinds at night, and I never look past the blinds when it's dark. I'm in my early 20s and female. I posted here a few days ago, and you guys really enjoyed my creepy encounter, so here's another. So like I had said in my last post, I moved here a couple years ago on my own. About 9 months after I moved in, someone started pounding on my door a little past 11.30pm. I was already in bed by this point and was awfully concerned about the person at my door. My upstairs neighbor's aquarium had broken the night before and flooded into my living room. Since I just had a fiasco with my neighbor late at night, I figured it was probably just her again and almost just opened the door without hesitation. Right before I was about to open up, I had a hard feeling wash over me so instead I meekly said, hello, through the door. I heard a man reply, saying, hi, I'm a friend of David Jones. The second I heard him speak, my blood went cold. I had a terrible feeling about this. David Jones was the name of the previous tenant. He was very elderly and disabled. He was in a wheelchair and lived with a helper and passed away before I moved in. I looked at the people, and he was wearing sunglasses. Again, it was almost midnight. He had a black face mask and a black hoodie with a hood up. I said, David doesn't live here anymore. I'm sorry. He pounds his fist on the door again and laughs, saying, Oh yeah? Open the door and prove it. Like I said, David was in a wheelchair and needed a ramp for the door, which was removed before I even moved in. With that in mind, you would think someone who feels comfortable enough with David to be knocking on his door in the middle of the night after almost a year of no communication would be able to evaluate the situation and see that there's no wheelchair modifications, apologize for the mix-up, and be on the merry way. Well, this wasn't the case. He was still pounding on the door, telling me to open up. I told him that David is not here, I'm not opening the door, and that he needs to leave he was standing outside my place for a few more minutes. I was scared and just standing frozen by the door. I saw him walk away. I was still by my door when I heard someone rustling around my back door over by where my bedroom is. I was still frozen. I didn't want to believe that someone could actually be by my bedroom window. For clarification of the area by my window, it was attached to a common area yard for all the residents It was directly off the sidewalk of a relatively busy area, so it isn't uncommon to have someone in the yard, but certainly uncommon to have someone directly up against your porch and windows. I heard something loud happen in my bedroom. I grabbed my pepper spray and cautiously approached the room. No one broke in, but something seemed really off. After a while of not seeing any person anywhere or hearing anything, I went back to bed. In the morning, I came out for a smoke and saw that my bedroom window screen had been ripped off. It was all bent, out of shape. Definitely didn't look like it randomly fell off. I knew exactly what happened. This guy had ripped off the screen and tried to get through my bedroom window. Thankfully, it was locked and I have window jammers. This obviously frightened me, but not much I could do at this point. A few weeks later, someone tried to open my front door in the middle of the day. No knocks, no nothing. I just hear my doorknob turn and clearly tried to be opened. I shot up and ran to the peephole to see a man dressed in all black, hood up, with black sunglasses on. He tried the door a couple more times and pushed against it really hard. I was trying to think of something intimidating to say or something to get him to stop. My brain decided it was a great idea just to hit my door. It worked though, so hey. I slapped the back of my door really hard and the guy jumped up three feet and ran away. Now here's where I think it gets really bizarre. So I Googled my address. Everything online for my current residence still lists David Jones as the active resident. I 100% think that this guy saw me, a young female all alone, and Googled my address and was trying to get my trust into opening the door. I think after that didn't work, he was just trying to get in Hence the bedroom window. Him coming back a few weeks later is very weird in my opinion. You would either think that he would have moved on to another target or he would have been more interested in getting in sooner. I definitely don't think that he knew David. I don't think he owed him money or was family or anything like that. So the timeline is bizarre but maybe he already had other victims and just decided to try my place again. At any rate, his plan didn't work and he was gone. Literally months upon months go by. Someone knocks gently on my door around 9 p.m. I get up and look and what do you know, an individual covered in black head to toe with sunglasses on. I didn't answer or make any noise. He slowly turns the handle and pushes on the door, then takes a few steps back and walks to my neighbor's door. I heard him try theirs. My neighbor is a middle-aged man living alone. The door didn't open and i see him walk up the stairs and can hear him trying yet another neighbor's door this apartment has five people living in it including a child the door didn't open and he tried the remaining door that didn't currently have anyone in it failed again creepy all right so that makes me think maybe he didn't single me out as a vulnerable female because he just seems to be trying to get in wherever he can i do think it's rather strange that my cats hate him I have never seen either of them hiss, except for when this guy is at my door. They always are clearly very frightened and are ready to fight, which is majorly unlike either of them. You honestly wouldn't even know that they have teeth or claws unless you are a cardboard box or a laser pointer. Back in early January, our clad lad is back. My brother, who is quite intimidating, was over for a visit. He heard someone try to open the door. He got up opened the door to see this guy actively trying to open the middle aged neighbor's door. The guy then ran away for his life. My brother wasn't aware of the ongoing issue and thought it was weird. Today I was taking a nap around 2pm and I hear an aggressive knock on my door. It pauses for a few moments and then picks back up. While this was happening I heard my upstairs neighbors quickly close their window. I was tired and figured that it was the same creep so I didn't even bother looking. After a few minutes, I heard him knocking on my neighbor's door. After that failed, he went upstairs and knocked on the two doors up there for a bit. After a while, the knocking stopped, and I heard the upstairs neighbors open their window back up. I couldn't sleep anymore, so I grabbed my smokes and headed outside. I could hear my neighbors through their open window. The little girl was asking her mom who that guy is and why he keeps doing this. I have reported this to my landlord. She is absolutely no help and basically tells me not to answer my door if I feel unsafe and call the police if it escalates. You would think that someone ripping my bedroom screen off would count as escalating, but I guess not. This guy has been bothering me for a little over a year now, and apparently all my neighbors as well. It seems really weird for a criminal to do, just trying to break in at the same apartments over and over again at all hours of the night and day. I guess, I just have no idea what he's after. Don't open your doors to strangers, no matter what time of the day it is. Something eerie I experienced as a teen. I grew up with both my parents and my brother in a small ranch house within the suburbs off the highway. Things were always quiet, and crime rarely ever happened. We were the only kids on our street and were surrounded by other houses with old couples. Due to this fact, I was comfortably left home alone quite often whenever the others wanted to go somewhere late. This story happened when my brother was old enough to drive and hang out with his friends on his own. One fateful night, my brother was out very late and my parents went out on a date. I was playing Halo 3 all night. My 14-year-old self lived for these nights alone gaming nonstop without interruption until my parents came home. It's worth noting that I had two large dogs at the time, and the living room had three huge windows which opened towards the street. I could see about half of the driveway from the couch where I was gaming. At around 11.30 p.m. I hear what sounds like a car door. I'm thinking it must be my neighbor since I didn't see a car pull into my driveway, but the dog said otherwise. They are freaking out as if my parents pulled in. I, thinking nothing of it, stayed where I was and yelled for them to stop. Our dogs were all well-trained and waited patiently by the door. I see what looks like a silhouette or two past the windows, so I shut off the Xbox, now thinking that my parents came home a bit earlier. No biggie. I put my controller away and hear the doorknob jiggle. It's unlocked, I yell, as I go to the kitchen to get myself a glass of milk. Again, no biggie. I can hear the doorknob jiggling once more. The dogs go back to barking. Weird. I could have sworn I left it unlocked. Hold on, I'm coming. I yell. I take a second to get my glass of milk prepared. Look, I was a teenager. I had selfish, dumb priorities. Looking back, I'm kind of glad I did. The extra minute may have spared me. I go back to the front door, and I see that it was actually locked. Huh, weird. I locked it and walked away. I unlocked it now. I say, and go back to the kitchen. The dogs basically have their nose against the door, trying to get to my parents. After about a minute, I'm generally confused. I go back and open the door. No one's there. I peek my head out and look down the sidewalk. I look on the other side of the yard. There's no car and no person. The road is clear. Who the heck jiggled my doorknob? Where is the car door, I heard. Now I'm freaking out. I called my mom's cell and told her what happened. She said, We're on our way home. Call Mr. Jimmy and we'll be there soon. Mr. Jimmy was my next-door neighbor who owns a 12-gauge, so I locked the house down as much as possible while calling Mr. Jimmy. He said he'll be right over. I'm looking outside, making an effort to look opposite of whatever he patrols, in case the perp ran from him. Absolutely no sign of anyone. Mr. Jimmy then comes inside and waits with me, saying that he didn't see or hear anything. Nothing like this happened since. Neighbors never reported break-ins or suspicious characters, as far as I know. My mother was 100% convinced that it was just late and I was delirious. Wouldn't be the first time that I slept, walked, or slept talked, but I've learned to know the difference. I believe I was fully conscious like i said i lived a fairly normal and uneventful life no crime or risk of life to speak of except for this one thing so i thought i'd share i hope you got a kick out of my mildly creepy experience i was minding my own business playing video games at approximately 1am when i heard my dog barking at the entrance door downstairs At first, I thought it was nothing. He always barks at my cat when they play together. He wouldn't stop though. After 10 minutes, I called my mom. She was upstairs too and asked her to go check on the dog. She went downstairs and after a few seconds, she came back up and told me that she saw someone from the window next to the front door in our garden. My garden is surrounded by other buildings, so you can't access it if you don't have the key to the front gate. She took a flashlight and went outside to check. I don't understand why she did that. She saw a man on his knees. He was moving his hands through the grass as if he was looking for something. She tried to get his attention. Is, is everything alright? What are you doing on my property? He ignored her and continued to search through the grass. He was mumbling something about some mushrooms. He was sad, almost crying. My mom got closer to him and he continued to mumble, this time looking at my mom, asking her about the mushrooms. She then went back inside and called the police. They took him away. He didn't react to them at all, he just ignored them. To this day, I don't understand how he got into my garden, what was he looking for and why. The police says he wasn't under the influence of drugs or alcohol, but that he probably suffered from mental illness. this happened to me when i was 16 i woke up one night to my dog losing her mind over something i rolled over thinking it was a critter of some sort a possum or raccoon that was enough to almost let it settle in until i heard her bark get aggressive her growls got deeper i got up and looked out the window and saw a man standing in my yard i couldn't breathe he seemed to notice the blinds move as he whipped his head and torso to be facing the window I froze. He took a step forward, just one. Don't think he wanted to further risk my German Shepherd attacking him. He backed away into the yard, into the street, into the dark, out of where my floodlights could see him. The creepiest thing? He never once stopped staring at my window. Not once. I don't know who he was or why he was there, but something tells me that if my dog hadn't waken me up, things could have gone bad. Okay guys, so I'm trying to fall asleep on my dad's, and I'm listening to scary stories. I'm a fairly small guy, and if it came down to it, I could not fight off a large man. So I'm listening to the scary stories when I hear three faint taps on the other side of the room at the window. I turn off the stories so I can listen. I hear nothing, but all of a sudden I can hear tapping two feet away from my face. The curtains are closed, so I couldn't see them, and they couldn't see me. I sat up and immediately hear them on the same window, but harder. Then I hear a raspy chuckle and receding footsteps, but I thought it was strange because I didn't hear them come up to the window. I'm still skeptical, so I peek out through the small slit in the curtains, and standing not even five inches away from my face, is a man crouched with a long beard and a look of malice and hatred in his face, pressed up against the window, staring right back at me. When our eyes met, he stood up. He was at least 6'5", 250 pounds. He ran off into the field and he was holding something that glinted in the moonlight. It was a large hunting knife. So guys, if you live by the Gig Harbor in Washington state, lock your windows and close your curtains. I was in my room watching some videos on the internet And suddenly heard someone in my house singing out to their grandma. I walked out of my room and was greeted by a guy with a backpack on with a dazed look in his eyes. He looked to be my age, early 20s, and was asking me for his grandma. I've never seen this guy in my life or in my small neighborhood before and I was sort of spooked. I told him to leave and that his grandma wasn't here and she might be at the next door down. He proceeds to leave my house and continue to walk past the houses on the streets and I never saw him again. Just wanted to share this wild experience. We live in a more rural area in northeast New York. It gets very dark where I live. There's an alleyway between our house and our garage. At the back of our garage is a large chicken coop. As we were getting out of the car to go into the house, my daughter started towards the house to go inside and suddenly came running back, looking terrified. I said, what's the matter? She said, there's a man in the alleyway. I looked down the alleyway and saw no one. I hurried the kids back into the house and locked the doors. We have a large screen porch off the side door. I went out on the screen porch to look through the windows to see if I could see anyone, but it was pitch black out there. I yelled to my daughter, very loudly, so whoever was out there could hear me. Bring me the gun and my phone! I called the police and asked them to come out quietly, with their lights off, and check out my property. When they got there, they checked the entire outside of my property, but didn't find anyone. But as they were ready to leave, I heard one of the cops say to the other, I saw a man walking down the road, on my way here. I don't know who the man was, who was hiding behind the chicken coop or what it's intentions were, but I'm glad I never found out. So it was a Friday night. Earlier that day my parents had left for an important business meeting early Saturday morning and the city that they were meeting in happened to be a long ways away. So they left early so they could get to the city around 6 p.m. and stay at a hotel. So I was left at home to watch my two little brothers and one little sister I was 15 at the time and this was 2017, so that night I was watching Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone because my siblings really liked the Harry Potter films, when all of a sudden we heard banging on our back door. I got up to see and I saw a man at the back door and two men at the kitchen window. They were all wearing black hoodies. I turned off all the lights and told my siblings to get upstairs. At this time my brothers were eight and six and my little sister was four. Anyways, I turned off the living room light and we started to head upstairs. As we were doing that, another man approached the front door and started banging on it. We went upstairs and hid in the wardrobe. We heard the men come upstairs and I heard one of them say, we just want to kill you, so there ain't no point in hiding. My siblings were starting to sob. We heard two men go into my parents' bedroom and then I decided to escape. I lived in the house my whole life up to that point, so I knew where the creaky parts of the floors were and told my siblings where to avoid. We made our way downstairs and I unlocked the door, however I accidentally swung it open and hit the wall. I turned around and saw one of the men at the top of the stairs looking at us. He pointed at us and started screaming, but not like a scared scream, more like an alert scream. I ran out with my siblings and as we got out, I heard the man screaming, turn into a high-pitched, psychotic laugh. We started running to our neighbor's house, which was a good distance away, and when we looked back, the four men were chasing us. Luckily, we got to our neighbor's and called the police. We waited for the police to arrive and went back to the house. The four men were nowhere to be found and there was nothing else to report apart from two broken door windows. So a little explaining, to get to my apartment, you have to go to the back of this house, to a second door, up some stairs, onto a little deck, and up a flight of stairs. I think it's called a loft apartment. Anyway, I was 18 and hanging out with people I probably shouldn't have and my boyfriend. One of my friends was a small town dealer. We'll call him Ray. Now Ray would run to cars from my house to do some small deals. But nobody ever came to my door or into my place. Stupid regardless, I know. One night, I was leaving work. My boyfriend, Ray, and another friend were staying at my apartment, playing Halo or something. As I'm walking down the stairs to get out the door, locking it as I left, I turn around and was startled by a man in my backyard, staring at me. He couldn't have been more than 30 and looked totally normal. Who are you? I'm here for Ray. Oh, let me go get him. Now, I think maybe this guy doesn't understand the stay in your car memo, and I'm trying to calmly open my door and fiddling with my keys, oblivious to the fact that this man is now coming up the deck behind me until one of the boards squeaked. I turned around to look at him, and he has this most blood-chilling smile, like he was forcing his mouth as far as he could just to show every tooth. His eyes were wider than I think any human's eyes could go. Imagine gritting your teeth and peeling your lips back like a dog does and stretching your mouth as far as it can go. His eyes looked like he had no eyelids with how wide he was making them. He makes it up that last step and is now a foot from me with the same unholy facial expression, like it's froze to his face and I lost it. I began screaming and pounding on the door so my boyfriend could hear me. I didn't even turn to look at this guy again out of fear that he would eat my face off. And by the time my boyfriend came downstairs, I threw myself inside and the guy was nowhere to be seen. We go upstairs and I look out the front window facing towards the street and the guy is calmly walking down the road. Ray is looking with us and I ask him if he ever seen him before or knows him and he says absolutely not. When the guy reaches the corner of the street, he crosses to the other corner and looks directly at the window. I can see his face spread into that horrifying smile, and he takes off running down the other side of the block. Ray stayed that night, and none of us slept. I've never seen that man again, and neither has Ray. Now this guy could have been a total crackhead, and I've had my run-ins with people like that before. But this man looked totally normal when he was standing in my yard. But when I turned around, that smile, I won't ever forget that. This is gonna sound bizarre and made up, but I swear on my left nipple that this happened and there's several witnesses. Even if I can't explain why someone would do this, I'm fairly positive that this isn't anything paranormal. I live quite a distance off the road in an unremarkable house on private property. My neighbors are all older family members who go to bed extremely early and whose children are already grown and out of the house. In summary, there's no mischief makers to play pranks on us here. A few months ago, my mother and I stayed up late one evening, watching television together. Around 3am, I turned the television off and decided to go to bed. As I was leaving the room, I began to hear what sounded like carnival music playing outside of my house in the front yard. It was loud and close. My mother heard it too and immediately went to the window to investigate. She couldn't see anything but darkness. Everyone else was either asleep for the night or away on vacation. The lights were off in all the houses and none of them would be caught dead listening to anything but country music anyways. We were miles away from the nearest city so this wasn't a product of noise pollution. You can hear when a car pulled up into the yard but there's no sound of a car. The silence where I live is usually deafening. All you can hear is the ringing in your ears Where did this song come from? Who was playing it and why? I was very unsettled by the idea of a stranger in a yard playing carnival music as this would suggest malicious intent. My father and uncle later mentioned that 20 years ago, when my parents first moved in, the electrician had came in to install a ceiling light and stopped in the middle of his work saying that he could hear Pink Floyd playing in the front yard. Neither my father nor uncle could hear it so they laughed it off and thought that the man was insane but the electrician was freaking out he kept opening the door trying to find the source of the noise to no avail then it hit me the song i heard that night was pink Floyd's serious minor the part that sounds like carnival music i played a song for my mother and she began freaking out saying yes yes that's what i heard Who the hell is sitting in my yard at 3 a.m in the middle of nowhere playing the same song which isn't even a popular song 20 years later with no car where did they come from they would have had to walk several miles to get here aside from this the only other strange experience that would suggest an intruder we'd hear knocking on the living room window late at night at the same hour sometimes so intense that the wall of the house would rattle and send the couch into a reclining position. There were no nearby trees that could tap the glass and no animals except for a human that could possibly reach it. Fortunately, this has stopped over the last few weeks. This happened about three years ago, after a major breakup and during the time I lived pretty much in a run-down apartment building in a downtown city. Its residents were primarily students and low-income assistants and security was pretty lacking. I had been at the mall just Christmas shopping when two young Korean women approached me about the Bible and asked for my number to schedule a time to meet and discuss it. They were really kind so I felt bad so I gave it to them without the actual goal of ever meeting them again. They promptly checked that I had sent them the right one by texting me on the spot, and then they said goodbye. I didn't think anything of it for the next couple days. It was around 7pm a few days later, and I had been napping on the couch after a long day at work. I woke up to a sudden knock on my door, but I wasn't expecting anyone that evening. I didn't have a peephole either, so I had the choice of ignoring it or just blindly opening the door. I chose the latter and a young Korean woman, nicely and modestly dressed, was at my door. I peeked down the hallway, my gut feeling a bit off, and I saw a line of similarly dressed young adults all holding weird pamphlets knocking at the doors in my hallway. She asked me if I was interested in learning more about the Bible. I quickly thanked her for her time, told her that I wasn't interested in closing the door I'm not sure if the two incidents are related, but it was really freaky and I blocked the number that the woman used to text me. Three years ago, I was living with my then boyfriend in a one bedroom apartment in a little mountain town. It was a half basement unit. The bottom of all our windows were level with the ground outside. It was an older apartment and not all the windows could fully lock. One day, my boyfriend comes home from work while I'm laying on the sofa and immediately runs to the window near me and looks out frantically. He then looks out every other window in the apartment, then walks around outside looking in the windows. When he comes back in, I ask him what the hell was going on and why he was being a spaz. I think I just walked up on a dude looking in the window at you. He took off as I walked up. This was naturally very unsettling, but after discussing it and considering the time of day, which was 2 p.m., and the number of people out and about around the complex at the time, we came to the conclusion that it was just a curious neighbor or something passing by that happened to glance in. With that, we forgot about it. If only that was the end. For the next couple of months, odd stuff happened here and there. Someone would knock on the door occasionally and when I would answer it, no one would be there. I'd find things in the apartment that I wasn't familiar with or things like clothing items would vanish. I didn't really think twice about any of it until one night. My boyfriend and I were arguing around 1 or 2 in the morning and were being a little loud. We were standing in the kitchen face to face. His back was to an open window with the blinds up halfway and I was facing it. I missed our arguing, I glanced behind him at the window, thinking I saw the reflection of my face in it. The window was open, it wasn't my face. There was a man with his face pressed almost against the window screen, watching us. Given the fact that we were arguing and it was late, I thought for a moment that it might be a concerned neighbor walking up to the window to speak to us. A main walkway for the complex was right next to the other side of the window, so I spoke to him. Hello, can I help you? I asked a little aggressively, thinking that a neighbor was intruding on our privacy. He responded to this by staring, unwavering and cold, right at me. His face did not change expression. He did not blink or move. He just looked right at me, a way that I've never been looked at before or since. In an instant, I realized that because this window was level with the ground, the only way this man's face could be where it was was if he was laying on the ground outside the apartment or crouched and contorted to look into the window. My heart sank. I buried my face into my boyfriend's chest and closed my eyes in fear. My boyfriend, up to this point, thought I was just messing with him. When I buried my face into his chest, only then did he say, Is there really someone out the window? I whispered yes to him. He felt my fear and took a moment before he turned around. By the time that he did, the man was gone. It was at this point that I started to think about the little odd occurrences that I had been experiencing, and I assumed the worst. I filed a police report with his description, and my brother loaded up my apartment with weapons to protect myself, or at least to inform this peeping Tom that I was armed. After that night, my boyfriend and my brother were on high alert. There were a couple of times when my brother came over that he saw a sketchy dude hanging around and even one time he saw him at my window. He tried to follow him discreetly but the guy took off running as soon as my brother stepped in his direction. The last night that I had an experience with this man, I was sitting home alone on my sofa. My boyfriend was at work at a restaurant about two blocks away. He had picked me up from work an hour earlier, and we had sat on the sofa together for a little while when we got home. Then he kissed me and left for work, locking the door behind him. After he left, I continued to sit on the couch, on Reddit, for a while in silence. After about an hour of me sitting in there in silence, I hear the door creak open. It's a small apartment, so to see the bedroom and bathroom doors from the couch, all I had to do was lean over a little bit to the left. I assumed it was one of my cats coming out of the bedroom. So as you can imagine the shock when I lean over and see that the door that's opening is a door to the water heater closet, small storage space. I look to the right and see both my cats sleeping soundly at the other end of the couch. I look back at the door and it's still creaking open very slowly. It opens enough for me to see it, a set of fingers wrapped around the door, easing the door ever so gently to open it as quietly as possible. I ran my ass barefoot out the door into the snow and down the street to my boyfriend's work, where I called the cops. Of course, when everyone got to the apartment, he was gone. After that, my boyfriend and I packed our shit and went to stay with my parents. Six months later, we moved a thousand miles away from that town. That was the end of it. I initially found the sub around the same time I was trying to find other stories that were similar to mine or people to talk to who had experienced something like I did. I had intended to write my story eventually, and I figured after this week's events, I had to. I live a thousand miles away from where all this happened, so part of me thinks there's no way this person could have found me. But last week, I hear a knock on my front door of my apartment. I was expecting a package, so I figured it was a delivery driver, and didn't answer. I'd go get my package later. Then they knocked again, and again. The third one made me feel uneasy, so I waited there a good 20 minutes to check the door. When I did, there was no package, no note, no nothing. Someone was just knocking. Although it made me uneasy, I didn't initially think back to my stressful experience in my last town. Then two days ago, I went out for groceries. I have a little patio and I go out there in the mornings just to chill or check on my plants and I've been known to leave it unlocked in the day on accident. Never thought it was a huge deal until I came home from the store two days ago and the deadbolt to my apartment was locked. This particular deadbolt can only be locked from the inside of the apartment, period. I assumed someone robbed me because I dumbly left the patio door unlocked. I called my sister and I called my current boyfriend, which isn't the same boyfriend from earlier. I waited for people to be with me and I went into the apartment through the sliding glass patio door. Nothing was out of place, nothing of value was taken. At this point, my heart sank. Nothing was touched, nothing was stolen. Someone was inside my apartment just because they wanted to be inside. I told my boyfriend about my stalker, and he did not take this shit lightly, like my past boyfriend did. I filed a police report, and we looked for recording devices and cameras. He put a nest of cameras up all over the place, and we were on high alert. I truly hope that this was a coincidence, but if this man followed me across multiple state lines, there's no one on this earth that I'm less interested in meeting. So I was like six years old. Me, my mom, my stepdad, and my two half brothers lived in a house that we were renting in New Jersey. Our area never really had much wildlife around besides deer. One night we hear a bunch of howling in our backyard. So my mom tried to figure out what the sound was on her phone. Apparently, the sound that she was hearing was a fox in danger. So my mom told me and my brothers not to go outside in the backyard until they could get the fox out of there if it was still there. I didn't listen, and on the next day, I went to the backyard. And the fox wasn't a problem, it was dead, with a giant cut from its stomach to its neck. It didn't look like an animal killed it. It was way too surgical. We never found anyone or anything else in the backyard. But man, that really freaked me the fuck out. Thank God we moved out of there the next month. I'm a 12 year old boy. And one night my mom and me were at home. And my mom wanted to go out with her sister. And I wanted her to go have fun with her sisters. So she went, leaving me home alone. I was watching TV when I heard a voice, I muted the TV and listened. Then I heard what sounded like a drunk man talking to himself, but what he said still haunts me to this day. Hey kid, I got this candy in my jacket if you come out of the house. I was very terrified, but I also have 3 German Shepherds and 3 Bulldogs who are very protective over me and my mom so I didn't think he would try to break in. I decided to call my sister's husband, and he raced over in his car, and when he got there, the guy ran into the woods, and my brother-in-law pulled out his gun and fired into the woods. Sadly, he missed a sick fuck, and my brother-in-law called the cops and explained everything. But the cops couldn't find him, and I still live at that home. I'm now armed, just to be safe in case something like this happens again. About three months ago, I was babysitting my younger siblings while my parents were out. It was around 8pm, and everyone was watching TV while I was in the room folding laundry. Note that this room was located in the back of the house. While I was putting the clothes away, I heard a knock at the window. Without thinking, I opened the blinds a little instantly, and my soul left my body when I was face to face with a pair of wide, hazel eyes staring back at me. I let out an ear-piercing scream and ran into the living room to grab my siblings and take them into my parents' room to hide. While my siblings were confused and asking why I screamed, the back door was practically shaking as I could also hear someone banging on the living room windows. My sister was already on the phone with the police and my brothers were hiding under my parents' bed while I was in the hallway with a long kitchen knife trying somehow to protect them. Minutes later, the banging and shaking stopped and I could hear two people jumping out of the front yard gates. The police arrived five minutes later and took our statements. After that incident, my parents got a dog from the local shelter named Buddy, who we love very much. Two weeks later, I was alone in the house with a dog getting ready for school. Since school started for me at 10 a.m., because the underclassmen were taking the state exams and the high school seniors like me came to school later. I was feeding Buddy when I hear the front gate shaking, then footsteps walking quickly next to the house. Someone was trying to open the back door. Instantly, Buddy's ears picked up and he began growling and barking like crazy. I was about to call the police when the person fled. Unfortunately, the police never caught the person, so I soon forgot what happened. Then a week ago, someone broke into my dad's car and stole the radio. Yesterday, I was up at 7 a.m. cleaning the living room, and decided to have some light in the house by opening the curtains, when sometime later, I see a truck slowly approaching my house. I hid behind the bookshelf so that the driver wouldn't see me through the living room windows. The truck windows were very tinted, and I felt like the driver was staring at me, as if he knew where I was in the house. He sped off quickly after that. Honestly, don't know what's going on, and I hope it doesn't escalate. It all started and ended the day after I took the last final at this community college. I don't know if he was a stalker or if it was a break-in gone weird. So from the beginning, I was so nervous I was going to fill this one class and was not going to be able to receive my AA degree. Later in the day, I was out in the pool at my apartment complex with some friends and my roommate when I checked my phone and saw that I passed my class I got so excited and I told everyone that we were celebrating because I was the last one to have a final. It was three days before I got to walk and graduate with this degree that I decided we should have some fun before we all went our separate ways. As it got later in the night, we decided not to go out and to stay in. We invited a couple people over and went on with the night. Around two in the morning, people started to leave The only people left were my two roommates, both of the people that they were dating, and one other friend. We were still messing around and because our apartment was on the first floor, right next to the pool, we went to go night swimming. As soon as we were done, I was ready just to hang out and be in for good that night. My roommates and other friends left to go somewhere else for a while, which was fine, nothing out of the ordinary for me to be home alone. I got some food and went to my room to hang out until they got back. The way my room was set up in the apartment is that it's all the way back furthest away from the front door and patio door. My room is behind the kitchen and you have to go through the whole apartment to get there. Because our apartment was the front of the complex near the pool, it was near the front gate. And at times the gate was left open because it was broken. I had never had an issue with living this close up front until this night my room had this one big window and it's easy to see into my room when i don't have the blinds or curtains shut i had a closet with mirrored doors which if you look through the window you could see every part of my room in it so while i was waiting for my friends to get back i fell asleep the last time looking at the clock being around 3 30 in the morning also a key part in this my bedroom light was on when i went to sleep I woke up around 5.30am. There were slow flashes going off, it was like a strobe light in the corner of my room. I woke up really confused and thought that it was my friends coming back to mess with me. Once my eyes got adjusted, because the room is now dark, I realized the fact that my friends were not messing with me, but there was a single man, at least 6'1", wearing a green Nike hoodie with the hood on in the corner of my room by my closet. He was holding a phone and taking pictures of me. Mind you, I had on teeny shorts with my legs hanging out of the covers. I don't think he realized that I had woken up, and when it really sunk in, I said, What the fuck? And instead of coming at me or running out of my room, this man just put his phone down and walked out of my room, not saying anything, not in a panic, just walked out. Me being a dumbass, I ran after him, saying, Hey, I tried to follow him out, but once I got out of the front door, I didn't see him anywhere and ran back in to wake up my roommates asking if they were messing with me. When they said no, I called the police. I looked around my room and saw the only thing missing was my laptop that was on my desk chair in the far corner of the room. The weirdest part about that was the fact that the laptop was in the furthest part of my room when my door closed and outside in the kitchen on the counter were three macbooks, two wallets, and at least $300 worth of speakers. But the only thing missing in the whole apartment was my laptop. Later I found out that the front door and the patio door were never locked when everyone got back and the police couldn't find this guy nor my computer. What made this worse was that there was a disc from my camera in the computer with all my personal photos now accessible to this guy some things i saw a couple days later while i was getting ready to move out freaked me out even more like i said earlier if you looked in my window you could see my closet mirrors and see just about anything in my room one thing that was super noticeable was my tapestry it was very distinct and a different kind of tapestry it had wolves howling to the moon and it's all black and white one day when i was packing in my car and it was starting to get dark I looked up and noticed the apartment above mine through the blinds in the window having the same exact tapestry as the one that was in my room. What creeps me out even more is the fact that I had these little lights I put on that I got from my mom because she knows that my favorite color is purple. In the room above, the lights in the fan were switched out for purple ones. As if I wasn't creeped out enough, an all black cat came up to the window. And my stomach started to feel weird, because a year before, I got this baby kitten that was all black. In the end, this guy was never found, and I never saw his face, which freaks me out to this day. And I hope I never come across him again. I never got my black laptop back, never found my SIM disc to my camera. The best advice I have to anyone is no matter what, always lock your doors. Never know what you could wake up to. To preface this, I live in an apartment block where there's a ground floor apartment and a first floor apartment. Each apartment has its own front door that faces the courtyard area. The apartments are more like large houses that have been split into two bedrooms, one bath units with a large opening for the kitchen living room area. I live on the ground floor. The apartments are surrounded on each side by alleyways, and there are large gates which used to have coated padlocks on them, which do not work anymore. I tried to get the property management company out to fix them on multiple occasions with no luck. This means the gates are effectively left open for everyone and anyone to gain access to the front doors from two busy streets. Last night, at approximately 2.30am, my doorbell rang. I woke up from a deep sleep and without thinking to check my phone, I quickly wrapped a blanket around myself and went to open the door. I assumed it could have been my sister or a family member who was unable to contact me and arrive due to an emergency. I was wrong. I looked through the frosted glass on the door and could see a light shining through. Open the door and there was a man standing there whom I have never seen before and knew was not a resident of the block of apartments. He was wearing a headlamp and asked me to open the bin storage for him, which is a shared space only accessible to residents through calling a phone number to unlock it. All the residents have access, so it was even more obvious that he didn't live there. It generally frightened me to have a stranger standing at my door at 2.30am, asking me for access to the bin storage for reasons I didn't find out. I was too scared to actually ask for any information or what he was putting in the bins. I can't see the bin storage from my front door, so I couldn't actually see if he had bags to put out there or what he was disposing of. I was pretty much frozen on the spot, holding the door tightly and not opening it more than a few inches. I blindly accepted his request to open the bins as I couldn't physically bring myself to decline. I told him it was open for him, swiftly locked the door and pushed my 15kg kettlebell against it. My mind was absolutely racing and my anxiety hit the roof. I was physically shaking and could barely string a sentence together as I tried to explain to my partner what had just happened when I got back into bed. We got up together to sit in the living room for a cup of tea to try to settle my nerves. We stayed up for about an hour and a half talking through what happened and trying to explain it or come up with scenarios that made the ordeal make more sense in a positive light, given that all the ideas in my mind were darkly negative. I don't know if he was scoping out the place to break in. He knows there's an adult female living in one of the apartments, presumably alone, as he didn't see anyone else when I opened the door. About an hour after the incident, my partner went outside to check the bin storage. The door had been left open, indicating that someone had in fact been in there. He didn't notice anything suspicious or out of place and came back inside. We stayed up until the paranoia began to subside and exhaustion took over. I eventually had myself convinced that if it had been 10.30pm or 6.30am, it wouldn't have been nearly as suspect as 2.30am, so I was trying to picture the scenario as though it was a normal time. What won't go away though, is the way the man greeted me when I opened the door. Through the gap, the first words I heard were, Hello, love. It still freaks the fuck out of me hours later.